Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2713. Last week we talked about the Ahsoka series and rounded up all the recent developments. One of the things we talked about was the rumor about Natasha Liu Bordizzo being cast as Sabine Wren for the Ahsoka series. Well, here's the thing. It seems there's some circumstantial evidence out there that suggests she may make her debut a lot sooner, as in during The Mandalorian Season 3. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So let me refresh what we talked about the other day about Natasha and her being rumored to have the role of Sabine Wren for the Ahsoka series. One of the things we talked about was the fact that Dave Filoni, according to Empire Magazine, just their recent cover story, is writing the Ahsoka series at this moment. And so because of that, we had a conversation about whether it made sense logically that Sabine's character could have been cast, making the presumption that she is going to be in the Ahsoka series. And yes, that does work out. If they know they're going to have Sabine in it, they could do the casting for the character. And so, yes, it's perfectly fine that Dave Filoni is writing the series, that he's not done writing the series, and yet they could have still done a search for and cast the role of Sabine Wren. Now, here's where a little serendipity comes into play. As I'm going through Instagram and updating my follows and whatnot, I check out Natasha Liu Bordizzo's Instagram account. On September 10th, she's posted a video, and I will link to it at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com, and also in the show notes too, and you'll see a couple of screen captures on the YouTube version of this show, but she posts a video which is essentially a series of clips of stunt choreography. And the choreography involved in this includes hand-to-hand -hand combat and sword combat, and most critically for our discussion, there are a couple of shots where she is fighting with a sword in her right hand and some sort of gun in her left. And for what it's worth, in animation, Sabine Wren, whenever she's holding the Darksaber, is holding it in her right hand. That's how Bordizzo is holding the sword in this stunt choreography video that she posted. Don't necessarily want to make too much out of that, but like I said, there's circumstantial evidence and this is one piece of it. Now the next piece of the puzzle has to do with the timing of stunt choreography within the whole production process. And you know, that's not something that I'm too well versed in, but I did some searches and one of the fun things I came up with was an interview with the husband and wife duo who are the stunt coordinators for the Cobra Kai series, that's the Karate Kid spinoff series. They are uh, Hiro Koda and Janelle Kerfman, and here's what they have to say about stunt choreography. They say, once we receive a script, we'll break down the action bits and determine the bigger fight sequences that we need a previs, a previsualization. There are a lot of meetings that take place between us and the directors and the other department heads to make sure we're all on the same page. After that, we get our stunt team together and start putting together the action sequences, playing around with what works and what doesn't. 
And there's more to the quote, and I will link to that at the blog post for this show's episode and in the show notes as well. But the point that I want to call to your attention is that they don't start doing stunt choreography until they've seen a script. So here we have Bordizzo working on stunt choreography in September. And according to the Empire Magazine story, Dave Filoni is still working on scripts for the Ahsoka series in the month of November. How is it possible that they could be blocking stunt choreography if they haven't finished scripts for the Ahsoka series yet? Uh, all right, so that's the next bit of evidence. The third bit of evidence I'll throw out is, of course, The Mandalorian started filming in September. So season three of The Mandalorian is already in production right now, which means scripts have been developed, and so <laughs> therefore stunt choreography can be in progress right now. All right, you ready for the next bit of circumstantial evidence? Here we go. On Bordizzo's Instagram post, one of the people to comment on it is a woman named Caitlin DeShell. Caitlin DeShell is a big deal, by the way. Aside from what I'm about to tell you, she also happens to be the most decorated female martial artist in the world, according to her IMDb bio, which is super amazing. And when you check out some of the stuff that she does on Instagram, your mind will be blown. She is just fantastic. What does this have to do with Star Wars, though, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Deshelle is a stunt double on Mandalorian Season 2. She was Katie Sackhoff's stunt double in Chapter 11, The Heiress, and Chapter 16, The Rescue. And she was also the stunt double for Rosario Dawson in Chapter 13, The Jedi. And that is not all. Ten days after Bordizzo's post, Deshelle posts on Instagram saying that she has deepened her partnership with a company called Adrenaline Worldwide and is on board with them as part of their action design team. And she's posted a video where she has a number of clips that include stunt double work on Wonder Woman and also on Star Wars. And she's also a stunt double for the Hawkeye series that's going on right now. And last but not least, there is a TikTok video that she posted, which she shared to her Instagram account of her on a rooftop in a city where the skyline I can't identify, unfortunately, and it's not geotagged, but it's a video of her doing a choreographed bit with a red lightsaber. Okay, so yes, I told you it's all circumstantial, but my goodness, when it's piece after piece after piece, it kind of adds up to something rather significant. And just for a couple of bonus points, let's do this. If you'll recall, at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, Din Djarin didn't want anything to do with the Darksaber. He wanted to give it to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan was like, I can't take it because I gotta fight you for it. But <laughs> The Mandalorian doesn't want it. So if he somehow comes across Sabine Wren, what do you think the chances are that Sabine is just gonna take it from him if he offers it to her? I mean. I think it's pretty high. There was nothing to suggest that you know, she has similar feelings about the transfer of the Darksaber and how it must be won in combat or anything like that. I mean, what she demonstrated in Rebels certainly suggests that she doesn't follow that philosophy. So that's one thing. The other bonus point thing is how Lucasfilm has introduced characters that are spinning off into other series. So Boba Fett had to show up in The Mandalorian before he then got his own Book of Boba Fett series. Ahsoka had to show up in The Mandalorian before she got her own series. 
I'm not necessarily suggesting that Sabine is going to get her own series, though that might be kind of fun. I am suggesting, however, that it makes sense based on Lucasfilm's pattern of storytelling behavior that they are going to introduce Sabine to a live-action audience in a separate situation prior to giving her some major character real estate. And so it makes sense that they would debut her in Mandalorian Season 3 before she then has a larger role potentially in the Ahsoka series. So there you go. That's my rationale for why I think Sabine Wren is not going to debut in the Ahsoka series. She's going to debut sooner in The Mandalorian Season 3, and I would love to hear your feedback. Let me know what you think about this, whether you think it's plausible or whether you think I'm off my gourd. <laughs> Time in wherever there's a comment section where you're catching this episode, and if there isn't one, then just head over to home base at SW7X7.com and drop a comment on the blog post for the show's episode there. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.